The views expressed on this special broadcast of the Take 12 radio show do not necessarily reflect those of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting or its affiliates. KHLT is not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. A very scary experience. You know, God is a solution. God is 12 step. I like where he's going here. Helps the community grow, helps us grow. Bonnie, <laughs> Bonnie has done a phenomenal job. Lack of open-mindedness. And you're talking about taking people through a spiritual process, getting them into recovery. Thanks, Monty, uh, and thanks for all your support. We need spirituality to make this thing work long-term. It's an absolute pleasure. You certainly know a lot of people. This is one of the places... It is about the business of the solution. And now, broadcasting on location somewhere in the vast expanse of the Pacific Northwest, it's the over-opinionated 12-stepologist, The Monty Man. To you, my friends, the recovery family of the world, welcome to the world's oldest and original recovery talk and positive music radio station with the best in recovery talk journalism coming to you from the outskirts of beautiful downtown Albany, Oregon, worldwide via the internet. Take 12 Recovery Radio is now in our 16th year of broadcasting recovery talk and recovery music for you. And uh, today is a very special show. Today we have pulled from our archives a sound clip from the 2015 Evolution of Addiction Treatment Conference down in Los Angeles, California. Now, we like to do this on occasion because there is just a plethora of of positive influences and contributors to the recovery community, particularly people that have a wide variety of talents and giftings. And this sound clip is an interview with just such a person. Our friend, Stacy Cox, sat down with me at the Evolution of Addiction Treatment Conference and shared her experience, her strength, her talents, and her giftings uh, for those of us in recovery. Now, let me tell you a little bit about her. Stacy is a licensed psychotherapist, internationally certified alcohol and drug counselor, and she has approximately 20 years of experience working in the counseling and recovery field in both the United States, and the United Kingdom. Now, Stacy maintains a full-time private psychotherapy, life coaching, recovery coaching, and hypnotherapy practice in Santa Monica, California. And she also has a small part-time practice in Santa Fe, New Mexico, where she works with adults and teenagers, individuals, couples, and families. Now, Stacy's areas of focus in her practice are trauma, addiction, eating disorders, perfectionism, relationship issues, and anxiety. Now, that's a mouthful, right? Well, I'll tell you what. She is well qualified in these areas and is a major contributor to all of us when it comes to becoming our better selves, getting in touch with our authentic self, and becoming all that we can be. Now, on this segment, 
she talks about several issues, the, the conscious mind, the unconscious mind, hypnotherapy, and perfectionism. If you've ever wondered about these, well, wonder no longer. So without further ado, here is that segment from the 2015 Evolution of Addiction Treatment Conference with our friend Stacy Cox. Stacy Cox, she's uh, uh, the owner, operator, and entrepreneur of uh, Private Healing Practice. How are you doing, Stacy? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing today? I, I'm doing great. You work in the city of Santa Monica, right? That's correct. I have. A, what is it you do? So I have a full-time practice in Santa Monica, and I have a private practice that's on a smaller scale in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Wow. And I'm a licensed psychotherapist, a licensed alcohol and drug counselor, a recovery coach, and I'm also a clinical hypnotherapist. And the techniques that I often use are EMDR, the trauma resilience model, and NLP, neuro-linguistic programming techniques. Um, and I work primarily with um, families, couples and individuals, teenagers to adults. Mm -hmm. And I treat uh, complex trauma, addictions, including eating disorders. And um, I work with relationship issues and perfectionism, which is what I spoke about last night. Perfectionism. <laughs> Uh, perfectionism, that's that's huge, right? Yeah, it's huge. Especially with people in recovery. I mean, yes. if, you know, we're perfectionists, and if we can't do it perfectly, we just say, forget it. It's a, you nailed it. It's right. like, if I can't do it exactly perfectly, then I might as well not do it at all. Might as well not yeah, do it at it's all. It's like a procrastination tool, too. Big excuse. Talk about hypnotherapy for a minute. So um, they say that about 90% of where our habits come from are from the unconscious part of our brain. Interesting. Yeah. So even though like consciously we should know, oh, I shouldn't do this or I shouldn't do this. This is like bad for me or unhealthy behavior. Right. We don't always step into that place because unconsciously we're just programmed to do it a different way. So um, the hypnotherapy aligns whatever you want to see in your life, like your vision from a conscious level, with your unconscious mind. We plant positive, what we call positive suggestions in there, mm -hmm. to start to shift gears and where, like, it's more on autopilot. Whatever yeah. the habit is, you want to form, like, a new habit. Let's say it's like... That's like the back part of the brain, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, it's pretty powerful because it's like then you're getting them both in alignment, and then you can move forward with a positive change. So smoking cessation is one of the big ones that I work with and uh, it, it's seriously like a game changer when people come in there what I find is if they are highly that's the keyword highly motivated I guess I should say two keywords there if they're really 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 excuse me really ready to go mm -hmm. with this then I have found that um, really the unconscious mind just sort of sucks this material in it's like they're in such a place that um, the unconscious mind is in such a place that it just wants to really absorb this change that it just does it and the individual after like two or three sessions even I've had a client after two sessions and most of them after the third one quit completely and this is not using the patch it's not doing any type of a harm reduction approach it's like literally they're done so it is wow. powerful yeah wow it's okay so, so what's the difference between that and what I did years ago when I was in college to lose weight I went into this office I saw some commercial on TV and they literally had the spiral spinning disc on the wall and he put headphones on me, yeah. and he talked to me as I watched the spinning disc. And when I was done, I went out and got myself an ice cream sundae. 
That's interesting. <laughs> That's what that is. And I think I paid quite a bit of money, right. actually. <laughs> well, so it's interesting. I've actually worked with quite a few folks over the years who have done something similar that you're describing, right. which is like that group process with the headphones. Yeah. So my guess is, is it's just more in like a group format. And like whatever you're hearing of those positive suggestions probably going in through your ears. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. It's just not like in an individual setting. Right. Um, but again, it's like that transformation is still clearly there. It's just on a deeper level, I guess, if maybe you're doing it with more people, um, that kind of thing. Okay. So did 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 you find it was effective? Yeah, no. Okay. So it was not. So maybe in that case, like if I were to really try to do like, okay, kind of sort of come up with a conclusion on why that didn't work. Perhaps it is because it was in a group setting and some people like think about how kids learn. Some need it more in a private individual setting with less children around. Uh And I think for some people, like we thrive that way, whereas some people maybe do better in a group setting. It could be more motivating, but you might be one of those people. I'm like you in that respect. Like I need more of the individual type of thing. So maybe that would be your calling is if that's something you were whatever still wanting to pursue. I'd just say maybe that would be a door to walk through is the individual. Is it possible because I was skeptical anyway and I was going to, okay, we'll just see if this works. That my mindset went into it. Yes. With yeah, yeah. so it that's is. not going to be helpful. Is it's it? totally true. I mean, they would almost need to work to convince you. We do these like convincers in the beginning for right. someone to really be like a comfortable with the voice, but of whoever the like commander is who's giving these um, suggestions. Mm-hmm. But also just what you said, like we work to try to convince the individual, like really this is going to work, and so that the person when they step into the hypnosis, it's like they're there already. It's again like the unconscious mind, the conscious mind is there. And they will probably accept the positive suggestions okay. more readily. So okay. it's a really good point. So you talked about smoking. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, l- let's go with some of the more uh, screaming louder addictions: uh, methamphetamine, alcohol, heroin, and so forth. We we know, and in your twelve step fellowships, strips, um, uh, we know that we're talking about you know having to change the way we think. That the obsession happens in the mind when we're sober. Right. right, and people don't get that. So yes. so, I'm stone cold sober is when right. the obsession happens. The allergy of the body happens once you put it in. Okay, so can this help with, with somebody who is a chronic alcoholic, for instance? It can. I mean, I would say it's more when I'm working with like a chronic alcoholic. Um, I would say it's like we're tackling, we're going to try to work with what are the underlying issues, mm-hmm. which is not unlike the smoking cessation. I mean, we're still going in there, but I feel like there's so many layers typically when someone is using alcohol. Yeah. So so you'd want to go in and it's like, okay, is it really anxiety-based? Is this depression-based? Is it trauma-based? So it's trying to figure out, like, what is really the root cause of the situation and coming from it at that angle. And a lot of times it's like just the guided meditation with the hypnosis and just the calming effect can help to start shift gears in the person. And it can be just about them being in more of an empowering place, I think, with themselves right. with that. But, yeah, there, it's tackling it from a lot of different angles. I mean, I don't want to make it sound so simplified because I do think it's it's yeah. a little complex. Sure. Um, but that's just, I guess, like one way of looking at it. It's like you want to try to like peel back the layers of the artichoke and be like, what's really going on in there? Because, again, it's like never about the alcohol or the meth or sure. the, as we both know. Right. So right. it's like you want to get to the deeper root, root cause yeah. Um, yeah. in whatever way you can. But a lot of people would say, like, I send people home with um, – 
a recording so they can listen to it at night mm -hmm. to start to program the unconscious mind while they're sleeping. And I think that's also powerful. I mean, just to know they have like another tool in there that's helping again, programming, whatever it is, the shift that they want to make. And it's setting the tone for the night. And then the next day when they wake up, it's again, just like something else for them to lean into. And I think a lot of times it's just like knowing there's another support or another tool can also be a powerful piece for someone working yeah. on their recovery. You bet. Now you did a panel uh, on perfectionism. Yes, I did. Okay, yes. how'd that go? It, well, I have to say it was pretty awesome. <laughs> we had a lot of support. It was a packed room, and I was really pleased. I did it with my colleague and best friend in the whole wide world, Claudia Lineweaver. She has a practice in D.C., and we specialize in um, very similar um, specialty mm -hmm. areas. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, it was fantastic. It was, it was really a great experience. Are, are most people perfectionists? I would have to say, I think most people are, but what we hear about is the overt, who's that like type A personality, so rigid and structured. Yeah, I mean, I'm certainly identify with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas like oftentimes though, what we're seeing in addiction world is a lot of time it's the covert perfectionist where you're not seeing that. And that's where the procrastination comes in. Mm -hmm. Like in that, like we were discussing before, mm -hmm. like don't want to do it all if I can't do it perfectly. So I'm just not going to do it. So they procrastinate on doing anything. Um, mm. So that's... That shows up quite a bit. And I also just want to mention as a side note, I run another business. Um, I'm a co-founder of this business called Pi Therapy LA, which um, I co-founded with my um, colleague, Sarah Barthol, who also has a practice in Santa Monica, California. And um, a lot of times, so basically uh, folks come in, it's clients, clinicians, eating disorder facilities, rehabs. Um, we also offer it to corporate businesses as like a team building activity, mm -hmm. but folks come in and they learn actually how to make a pie. And then we work with them on whatever clinical issues emerge while they're making the pie. And then it gets, of course, baked. But a lot of times perfectionism, I mean, there we are with the golden word again. It, like, comes right up. People, right. Like, and they're also, like, you know, checking around. It's like, okay, does, well, my, my, my dough doesn't look just like theirs. Or I didn't do it just right, you know, the way the pie looks and stuff like that. And it's like a comparison thing. We've also seen hoarding. I mean, it's really interesting. Some Ooh, of these hoarding. hoarding, it's really fascinating, yeah, you know. And it it's is. a lot of these anxiety-based Based issues, which perfectionism is a lot, of course, about control, which the anxiety is, of course, about loss of control, emerge. And then the cool thing is they actually walk out with the pie. So they've learned how to make a pie. They, we, they walk out with a self-care plan mm -hmm. on how to manage these issues that mm -hmm. come up. And then they've got their final product. So it can be a really powerful experience. And especially folks in, with eating disorders, if we have them do like a pizza pie, pizza is like one of the biggest triggers for someone with an eating disorder. And that's like huge. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, to have to manage that. Imagine. It's like we've kind of just put the devil right in front of them and like, how are you going to yeah, manage that? So yeah. it's powerful. I mean, it can be a really powerful process. You, you know, I, I always I always crack up when I see these commercials for weight loss supplements and so forth because, you know, they, they really emphasize the fact that, that if you take this thing, even, this, even the ones that really are safe, right. that you're going to feel full or you're going to feel less hungry. Yes. And I'm like, you know, my eating problems have nothing to do with whether I feel full or not, because I could be feeling very, very full and still eat. Right. There's something deeper going on with, with all that. Uh, so I always chuckle a little bit. So it's kind of like the alcohol abuser versus the alcoholic. Totally. If you're an alcohol abuser and you have a good enough reason to, to quit, you will. You will. Right. But the alcoholic, different story. It's a whole, a whole different ball of wax. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so th let me let me ask you this: There are people listening to this show 
that are going, oh my gosh, you've talked about, you've talked about singing bowls, you've talked about uh, 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 horses, now you're talking about pie. I mean, why can't we just keep it simple? You know what I mean, right? Right? You hear stuff like that? What would you say to them? It's true. Well, first off, I guess that's so funny. Well, one of the things that comes into my head is like when I was pitching this pie therapy class to um, one of these sober living homes, the guy said to me, oh, it's like equine therapy, but cheaper. And I thought, that's pretty (laughs) freaking hilarious. I was like, that is so funny. I was like, yeah, that's a great way of looking at it. So I guess what comes up for me, I mean, he loved the idea. It's like, I think we have to allow ourselves to have like a lot of different tools, you know, because not everyone is obviously the same. It's like, we can't have this cookie cutter approach. So I think it's kind of cool. I mean, when I think about each one of these and I've done equine therapy, that was like a game changer. And in fact, what inspired me with the pie therapy is I had just taken an equine therapy. I was flown out for the Cirque Lodge professional weekend. Okay, Uh It was like incredible. I mean, I can't even speak high enough about the experience. And I came back and again, Sarah, my friend and colleague, she, like wrote me in to take a pie baking class she's just like come on to the gourmandie school of cooking you've got like all these people coming for thanksgiving like don't you want to have some pies and of course the perfectionist in me was like all right, i'm a horrible cook and you know yeah, chef, you bakery yeah. whatever yeah. persons i was like all right i'm in so i went into the class and it literally was the following week after i got back and i was watching all of my stuff come up and i was like this is crazy it's like all my stuff's coming up that came up last week with the horses and she was like that's it it's like pie therapy, you know, like equine therapy with pies. And I was wow. like, it's really interesting. And so the point is, it's like, I think it's cool to have all these different vehicles, even with the sound therapy, you know, all these different things. Mm-hmm. And then I think on the experiential front, you know, people get so tapped out of the cognitive stuff. You know, oh, it's yeah. like the talking. It's like you, sorry, you hit a wall at some point with yeah. that. Like you can hit a barrier. So the clinical hypnosis is great to do some of that, like get deeper, obviously, without all the talk stuff. But I think it's good for people to like, get in there with their hands and do different types of things right, um, right. in a powerful way and still feel like they're making progress. That's the whole thing, yeah, you know? Yeah. That's wonderful. Well, congratulations. Uh, on the work you're doing. You, you obviously are very enthusiastic. I am. Uh, you are a self-proclaimed perfectionist. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I am. I in cannot recovery. tell a lie. <laughs> in recovery. I'm sorry. I, can I add one just tiny piece? Absolutely. I just wanted to say that, again, this is the perfectionism coming out. I, I think I gave you my wrong email address because I oh, okay. speak so... I mean, my wrong um, uh, website. Website? Okay. It's um, Stacy. so it's S-T-A-C-I-E. Cox, C-O-X, empowerment, E-M-P-O-W-E-R-M-E-N-T dot com. Just in case it was needed. W-E-R-M-E-N-T dot com. Okay, listeners, it's Stacy S-T-A-C-I-E-C-O-X, empowerment, E-M-P-O-W-E-R-M-E-N-T dot com. Beautiful. All right, we got it. All right, Stacey, thank you so much. It has been such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Well, there you have it. Wow. Lots of great information. What a great interview. What a great lady, Stacy Cox. Now, if you'd like to get a hold of Stacy to find out more information about her practice and how she may be able to help you, you can email her at scox.empowerment at me.com. So that's scox, C-O-X, dot empowerment at me.com. Now, currently, her website is StacyCoxEmpowerment.com. Now, that's Stacy, S-T-A-C-I-E, Cox Empowerment. 
Com. Please check her website out. If not for you, maybe for someone that is in need of her area of expertise to help them to be all that they can be. All right, my friends, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much to Stacy for reconnecting with us the other day so we could pull this clip out and share it with all of our listeners here at Take 12 Recovery Radio. Don't forget, you can subscribe to all of our shows on all major podcasting platforms. Simply visit us at Take12Radio.com, and there you'll find the link to each and every one of those. Until our next broadcast. This is the Monty Man, and I am wishing God's perfect serenity for you. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. Ha, 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 ha,